Cassian's theology of prayer. John Cassian, as a disciple of Evagrius, was very conscious and very aware that the work of prayer involved dealing with distractions. And so he recognizes that distractions are inevitable. But because the mind is inconstant and variable, and as light as a feather is an image he uses, it can just be blown away by one thought or another, our prayer is always going to be work, the work of attention. A brother came to Abbot Pastor and said, many distracting thoughts come into my mind, and I am in danger because of them. So, translate that into someone today. I can't meditate because I'm so distracted. My mind is all over the place. The elder, the Abba, took the monk and pushed him out of the cell into the open air. And he said, open up the garments that you're wearing and catch the wind in them. But the monk replied, I cannot do this. And the Abba said to him, if you cannot catch the wind, neither can you prevent distracting thoughts from coming into your head. Your job is to say no to them. It's a very important principle of, of the prayer of the heart that Cassian is teaching in Conference 10, and it's a very important principle for any of us as we learn to meditate. Uh, some of you, I'm sure, have had the uh, experience of arguing about this way of prayer with people who are unfamiliar with it, and maybe from some evangelical or Pentecostal Christians, you will hear that this is dangerous because if you blank out your mind, the devil will come in. And if you're meditating, you'll say, well, who's ever blanked out their mind at the time of meditation? We live with distractions. The purpose of meditation is not primarily to get rid of all the distractions, it is to lay them aside. The essence of prayer, according to Evagrius in one of his sayings, Prayer is the laying aside of thoughts. Now, by prayer here, he means this oratio pura, the prayer of the heart. Cassian, in the ninth conference, puts the teaching of the desert on prayer into the mouth of Abba Isaac, one of the great uh, figures of the desert. In the ninth conference, Abba Isaac speaks about the different forms of prayer. All of these forms of prayer are valid and all of them are good and appropriate in their own way. The prayer of the heart or pure prayer does not replace the other forms of prayer. And so he says, I urge first of all that supplications, prayers, intercessions and thanksgiving should be made. All these kinds of prayer which we've spoken about are helpful and necessary to everyone so that in one and the same person they will pray in different ways at different times, according to what? Your mood, according to where you are, according to who you're with. And yet, at the same time, think about the two hemispheres of the brain. Although we pray in different ways at different times, and all of these different forms of prayer are valid, there is a movement of prayer, a direction and a continuum of prayer, which is taking us towards a purity of prayer in which the soul pours itself out to God wordlessly. 
Cassian calls this, or Abba Isaac calls this, the prayer of fire. And it corresponds to John Main's theology of Christian meditation when he says all prayer in the Christian understanding is a way of entering into the prayer of Jesus. There is, for the Christian, he says, only one prayer. That is the prayer of Christ, the mind of Christ, which is within us. What St. Paul says when he says, we do not know how to pray, but the Spirit prays within us deeper than words. It's not either or. We can pray in different ways at different times, and we can therefore enjoy a really charismatic freedom in prayer, in the form of prayer that you feel appropriate on particular occasions. But at the same time, there is this deep movement of progress or of a, a pilgrimage, of an inner journey, going in a certain direction, uh, taking us into the prayer of Christ. And this is reflected, I think, in fundamental Christian theology of prayer, which is that all prayer is moving towards contemplation. Contemplation is the, the goal of life. So the ultimate way of prayer is to enter wordlessly into that prayer of Jesus, of the Lord himself. Beautiful passage here which describes this state of continuous prayer from Conference 10. I think. For then there will be perfectly fulfilled in us that prayer of our Savior in which he prayed for his disciples to the Father saying that the love with which you loved me may be in them and they may be in us that they may all be one as you father in me and I in you may they also be one in us when that perfect love of God with which he first loved us has passed into the feelings of our heart and by the fulfillment of this prayer of the Lord which we believe cannot be ineffectual. In other words, if Jesus prayed for it to happen, it will happen. And this will come to pass. So this will actually become a reality for us when God shall be all our love and every desire and wish and effort, every thought of ours and all our life and words and breath and that unity which exists between the Father and the Son and the Son and the Father has been released, shed abroad, he says, in our hearts and minds. So that as he loves us with a pure and sincere and indissoluble love, so we will be joined to him by a permanent and inseparable movement of love. Since we are united to him in a way that whatever we breathe or think or speak is God. Whatever we think, breathe, or say is God. Because we have come to that goal which the Lord in his prayer hopes may be fulfilled in us, that they all may be one as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they also may be made perfect in oneness and that those whom you have given me, that where I am, they may also be with me. 
This is the theology of prayer that Cassian is passionately committed to in his practice. This is why he wants to come to continuous prayer. So he says this ought to be the destination of the monk. This should be his whole purpose so that he can possess even in the body an experience of this future bliss and that he may begin in this world to have a foretaste of that life of, in heaven and that glory of the fullness of life. This is the end of all perfection so that the mind freed or purged from all carnal desires may each day be lifted towards more highly towards spiritual reality until the whole life and, the, and all the thoughts of the heart become one continuous prayer. So that's pretty clear, I think, what he means by continuous prayer. It's a total transformation. In the tradition of, of prayer, there are three stages. There's the stage of kenosis, of the purgative way, of the purifying of the mind and heart, the emotions and desires, the emptying out, the purification, the hard work. But then that changes into the second stage of illumination or henosis, where the experience of union becomes more and more intense, more and more delightful. And then finally, the goal, as he calls it, the end of all perfection, is theosis divinization, where we come to share fully in the life of God, that unity with Jesus that shares in his union with the Father. The theology we see in Cassian on prayer is a very Trinitarian and a very Christocentric theology. And if you want to see that reflected in John Main, read his book, Word into Silence.